This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Friday, and it's nice outside. It's the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. One final opportunity today for you to win tickets to see Steel Magnolias next Thursday evening at the Guthrie. That's a couple weeks, Danny. Uh, as I said, the 31st. <laughs> in two weeks, you'll get this. <laughs> Don't and, rush the Halloween uh, know, yet. We right. haven't figured you're out our so costume. I'm so sorry about that. I think I've got a <laughs> we very. We haven't figured. Like, that is the big worry. Good Lord. <laughs> how old are you? Five or ten? Yeah, people are figuring it out. This is peak at the spirit store this weekend, all over the place. It's going to be packed. And people, this is like, plan your outfit okay. now. Uh huh. And outfit your plan. Mm-hmm. What? Very good. Anyway, beautiful day, beautiful day, and um, I knew <laughs> ditto, you. Were, I knew you were going to say something to me at some point eventually today about the movie that's opening, Maleficent. Mr. I wonder Sabino. why. Okay, and just so happened that last night. Casey and I, like, I'm so behind on TV, but we watched two back-to-backs of Stumptown. Oh, I love it. Does he, Casey like that, too? He does. I and like we that agree show. that, like, it's the like music. ABC or something, or NBC? Yeah, I think it's ABC. Yeah. Anyway, so we watched the show, and then it was just, like, 9.30, and we're like, oh, I'm feeling frisky, and we're like, let's go upstairs. But well, as, this is really good to no, know. No, but as I'm going to, like, shut off the TV, I have just went to the guide to see what the show was on. It was the last half hour of the notebook. Oh, the best half hour. And so, of course, we got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And Casey, watch that. Yo, Casey loves that movie. I mean, that is a great movie. That is a great, great film. movie. It really is. But you know what caught my eye when I'm watching this great movie? I'm worried. The Rotten <laughs> Tomato score oh, for the notebook, it. which is at 53%. And the audience, of course, you know, like 85 or 88. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's a perfect example of a movie that, right. like, like, the critics all pretty much, you know, it's on the rotten side with that. And if if you didn't know what The Notebook was, maybe you wouldn't even watch it. But then you see the audience score. and Well, who, who wrote that again? What's his name? Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. I think critics don't like any Nicholas Sparks movies. Well, that's true, that Danny, but, but again, I think your it, Lori's point... Yeah, no, you, I understand Julia. her point. No, yeah. her point is specifically at me. Oh. And it's about Maleficent 2 getting bad reviews, and she just wants everyone to know, don't worry about what the reviewers well, I mean, say. If it is something like a genre that you like, like if you really go like it that, anyway. Although the go. one thing I did read that concerned me is that there's not enough Maleficent in Maleficent. There's more yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer in Maleficent. Wait, Donnie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Chris Hewitt's review did say a lot of it is Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. 
And you are right. You don't get enough Maleficent. And maybe that's so, a setup for another sequel, which will be Ingrid's story but, or but whatever her name is. But can't we focus on the current movie instead right. of always looking yeah. ahead? Yeah, I know. But anyway, it kind of shocked me when I was like 53%. And I pointed it out to Casey because he has become, oh. as you know, he used to rely on whatever that dumb book Look, is that you gave brother, him. My brother, I gave him every year, like Leonard Maldwin's Don't Go to the Movies without, without Me. me. Yeah, and it was like this encyclopedic book. Yeah. Well, now Casey has become just a real, like he swears by Rotten Tomatoes. He's got to get all the, I don't know if I'll watch it. He'll, it'll even, you know, uh, color his uh, image of, like if he sees it, I'm like, well, why can't we just watch it and see if we like it or, you know what I mean? Especially at home. It's not like it's yeah. a big deal. But going to a movie theater, sometimes you do yes, want to know. absolutely. Because when I find the ones that scare me more, when the critics really like it and the audience doesn't. Doesn't. That is Those for, are yeah. the ones that I think, I mean, Danny, don't you think that's more of a scary sign? Than, well, no, it's not a scary sign, but it's like uh, it's, it, you it raises can read a bit of a flag. It. it does yeah. raise yeah. a bit of a flag. Yeah. Now, <laughs> perfect example. Jojo? For, for Maleficent. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 39% from the critics. Oh, it's gone down. 96% from the from audience. The audience. Wants no one has really seen it. Like. No, but they want to see it. Oh, they okay. That means that they want to see it or, you know. That isn't as good as have seen it. No, but like well, if that no, number next no. week is like at 80. It's going to kill it at the box office. Yeah. We already know it's going to kill it because the first one was so great. Yeah. Where did the Maleficent character first show up? Well, Sleeping Beauty. You knew it's, that. Well, yeah. yeah, I had that. I had that album too. I had the Disney album with the picture book. I thought it was a made-up character. No, don't no. you remember how scary no. she is? You never saw the original. I just Sleeping remember Beauty? the Bad Witch. No, there's no. It's not a witch, but you never is the bad, crabby person Maleficent. The lady with the bad with, apple. With the that's, that's first of all that's that's <laughs> that's Snow White with the apple. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you obviously that, are just having a blur who, of fairy who's tales. In Sleeping Beauty is that with the seven doors? No, <laughs> I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. Oh, she pricks her. No, I, you don't. And Aurora, you does know, does a prince have to kiss her to wake her up? Well, there's a variation yeah, of that. Yes, I've seen but it that. Is that she gets pricked by a, a needle. We do not have time to build your lack of Disney knowledge from being some kind of a kid who didn't see <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Bob Iger just sponsored this moment. Well, geez, Julia. yes, they have a billion dollars. Disney. <laughs> Put forth a billion dollars for new programming for the year 2020. It, One year. Then it better be good. They're spending like 25 million per hey. episode on like the Star Wars thing, yeah. whatever that's going to be. I mean, a billion right. dollars. Well. I know. We got to give a shout out to um, two ladies I played tennis against last oh. night, Beth and Kathleen, who yes. could reach anything in the world that I tried to lob over her. Are they uh, long-time fans? Beth is. I don't know that Kathleen is. And but Did you recruit? Well. Maybe a little? Tiny bit? We had fun. It was okay. really fun. It's just, it was really when, fun. When they beat you, us. Okay. Seven, and then, two, six. And then you shook their hand. Seven, five, six, two. And said what? Oh, no, we... we just it was fun we yeah. had fun yeah you know it's fun even though they really walloped you they didn't it was seven five six two that's not what you just said i know i like yeah. i said it wrong the first time you just said seven two well, it can't it was, be seven two because that's no such right. score <laughs> six five six two oh we really six, lost five our is a heartbreaker 
seven five. Did oh, I say six five? It has you, to be by said, two sets. It's you've be. said several numbers. <laughs> I question if you were even at tennis last night, <laughs> and whether or not you What's were just drinking. Better? She's probably playing golf. Yeah, That's I mean, I'm trying to figure it <laughs> that out. That is so funny. I question if you're yeah. even. Okay, say hi to the girls again. Beth and Kathleen. Okay, good. They were cute. They know the score. They know what they happened. They know they beat us. Yeah. It was a close one. Who's your partner? Well, it changes every week. It changes. Last week night, I had Terry. Oh, I've had Keela. They, there's a captain of all the teams who mixes up everybody. So but could you, could you join this league as a... like? You have to be a certain level of tennis. Right. Are, but are could you a you, 2-0? I'm could, a 3-0. Could, could you Ooh, join and say, this is my partner, and be a double singer? Everyone joins as single players, and then you are on... You're a part of a team. team. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nice. Then you don't have to recruit a bunch of people, and you can. Well, just, it's all done. Yeah, and they, you can just be a party yeah. of one and meet people and have. You fun. can. You totally can. Yeah, USTA dot cool. baby, and you find out the local and teams. And you're a three. I'm impressed. But no, don't be. No, oh, don't be. Would I be a three? Could <laughs> no. I get in as no. a three? No. <laughs> Two five. Two five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've mm-hmm. got to be a step lower, Donnie. But you would be. <laughs> well, you don't have the experience, so Donnie. I have it in my mind. She, okay. Yeah. Well, look, Just what like when mean? she ran track, Donald. <laughs> right? She was the fastest runner in the 800. <laughs> it's only in, mind. in one grade she at one chariots point in my life. fire race. Right. <laughs> that was in a chariot, though. No, Whoa! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so I did a little... Um, TV sampling today. Well, you're and not going to be able to share it right now. You're just going to have to hold. crap? <laughs> anyway, go on and go on a walk. It's a nice day. Bring us with you. We podcast we every day. popping. That gives a crap. Oh, my God. You're making me cough and choke Wait and laugh. Wait till you see what I have for you later, girly. All right, listen. When we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough of You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Wandom, Julia, we're on the air. Stop tweeting. Stop texting. Oh, That's I'm you. Tra- she was in a bubble. Remember we talked about the bubble you're in when you're looking down at your phone? So true. Nothing existed for you for like seven awkward seconds. It was just That's me weird. looking at you, looking down looking with both you. of your thumbs flying. Okay, so yesterday we had that conversation about cell phones. In your bedroom, they're taking away your sex life. Pillow talk. Pillow talk. We're not having pillow talk. We're staring at our phones. Your safety, you're walking across the street looking at your phone. Your phone is your BFF. And we've talked about the addictiveness of the phone. Um, Joan Steffen and um, Joey Banmar are making a new documentary, My Phone, A Love-Hate Relationship. And we featured, he sent me something after we had that conversation. Yeah. He goes, oh my gosh, this is the new movie I'm making. So we've posted on the Lori and Julia show page. And it's just talking about what is our life going to be? Because if how you don't, it change? How, how has it, it changed? And when people don't remember before cell phones, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. For the next generations. So, um, he and Joan well, are working even, on this. Sometimes I think it's, it's hard to believe, you know, I go, oh, yeah, you know, like we grew up in a time everyone just had a landline. And a memory to remember numbers. But I mean, yeah. a landline and that will soon be like there will be less and less people that even remember that. You're right, Lori. That's what I'm basically saying. Yeah. yeah. People aren't going to. 
And that seems so quaint. Like, how did anyone ever do anything? I even look back and I think, wow, we were really, and then, but I'm, then, you know, I do think always the best of situations. So I think we were all really smart and figured out how to, how to, I mean, how we figured we, out everything. But how did we, like, when you look at it now, because even now, all three of us are very reliant on our phones for the expeditious things it does. And don't you kind of wonder about, like, how did I do that? I never do on that one. I oh, don't. You don't? Okay. I really don't because I feel like... I sometimes do, like, when I travel. Like, I am in his amazement when I go to L.A. that I to think I used to rocket around L.A. in a rental car with a map I across love- the... But driving fat yeah. with the map, because now I love the Google map on my phone. I, it gives me so much assurance. Yeah, you know, sure. for me, I loved maps. Yeah. I've always loved maps, and I'm more visual. Uh-huh. So when I'm using that, I have to, like, zero out on the map to see where I'm going, because I need to know, am I going north, south, east? Right? Yeah. Like, I still think, I don't know, it's something with maps for me. I don't know. The phone makes my life easier, of course. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. No, I think it, it's not be, the end all be all, but it is it's changed us forever. Though, forever. For certainly it's a line in the sand of everyone's before and after. Yes. Yes. Before and after. Okay. So here is a reason though, that people may want to not be on their phone 24 seven. And I think it might be the one that might stick. It ages you. It ages you quicker. The blue light in a cell phone ages ah! you. So this, I thought, might be a reason. So this was, um, I read this thing today. They did a study um, in somewhere in Seattle, I feel like. But it was basically, they did the study on fruit flies and human cells. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you why. I know, I know, I like it. It's human cells work the same way that fly cells work, okay? So what they found is that they explode, exposed fruit flies to 12-hour stretches of blue LED light each day. This is what you get on your computer, on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. And the light damaged both eye cells and brain cells in the flies and impaired the flies' ability to move around in their enclosures. It also shortened their lives compared to other flies that lived without complete darkness to those that were exposed with the light. They even exposed um, them to light with the blue light filtered out. So the people looking at the flies, looking at the blue light were the worst in every situation. Even flies that were born without eyes. Oh, my <gasps> word. Were affected by the blue light. It, I just think this is wild. So how this all even started was um, an Oregon State um, professor integrated biology into biological clocks and said, Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
you know, we know that the light in our phones disrupts our sleep. Yeah, we right, already right. know they, that. They figured that and, out. And um, looking at the blue light is the most detrimental. So that's why people are now using the, the glasses, the special glasses who look at a computer a lot. Getting right. it. Don't make your light be so bright on your cell okay, phone. But maybe this is how Mother Nature is going to take care of the fact that physically people will live so much longer, but we spend so much time on our phones, it'll cut that gain in half. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I right. don't know. Well, a Harvard study found that when people were exposed to several hours of blue light, it suppressed the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep, yeah. and it shifted their circadian rhythms. Which makes people grumpy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grumpy, grumpy. So basically, they don't know the long-term effects because cell phones haven't been around, but they do know that it's damaging and that exposure to blue light could shorten humans' life. So adjust adjust your gadgets, turn down the brightness, wear amber glasses. Don't look at it for an hour before you go to bed every night. That would be the number one thing that Mm -hmm. they they try and get. you know, there's a movement for people to try and do, like, as a family or whatever. They call it digital detox, this, that, and the other thing. But there's probably just going to keep but doing more But I think if it studies. ages you... Well, that's... That's not good. It damages your eye cells and brain cells. Hell, hell to the no. All so right. There's a setting on the new uh, iPad operating system, and you can, if you watch it in bed... And you can change the color of the screen. Oh, that's good. You turn off the blue, and it changes it to a more like yellowish color. And they did that exactly for the reason Julie was talking about. Yeah, you have light and dark on my phone. Yeah, you can do that. Thank you, Danny, for telling me where that is. What age do you think is the least fun, Lorene? The least fun? In your life. Well, I'm going to say... This might not apply to you. Oh, no. I'm going to say like maybe uh, 31... 45. 45. Already. According to the survey, rock bottom. Your fun hits rock bottom, bottom at 45. All right. You're so stressed, so busy with work, kids' activities if you're a parent. Yeah. You don't have any energy to have fun with them, with yourself, right. or anything. 41% of adults. That makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. That you would be like really, uh, uh, whoa. In the thick of it. Just totally. In the thick of it. And then also you have to make peace with the fact you're 45, which is shocking. No, it is. It's <laughs> yes, shocking it to is. everybody. I mean, even if you're not at 45, you'll be shocked because you'll just go, how the hell did that many years go by that fast? Because, you know, unless, you know, you've really have been having a lot of terrible things happen to you, then life moves more slowly. But I'm just saying... For most people, it's shock to be 45, about that age. Okay. Okay. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, this is my way. Okay. Thank, Thank you for sharing. But you would agree you were shocked to turn 45, too. Age hasn't bugged me. No. 25 but, bugged me. 40 right. bugged me. 50 didn't. I feel didn't. like I remember I'm five no. years for 50, or maybe no, it was just No, it was like, you. Yeah, it was me. Uh, age has yeah. not really been yeah. my thing. Yeah. All right. But, why'd you bring it up, then? It's everybody else's. <laughs> I do agree that's a hard stage, though, because you've got everything going on. And if yeah. you're working full time, too, and you're right. trying to, you, there isn't enough me time. So I do agree with that. Yeah. You know, trying to get everyone set. We agree with that, sir. We totally yeah. do it.
Jenny's giving me hand signals that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hammer House is happening. Yeah, too at, legit to quit. That's right. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> Treasure that. Island tomorrow night. I know. We're just like giving that some love. We just think that sounds like fun. There's so many good people there. Uh, it would be fun. Okay, so um, okay, so this story was on GMA this morning, and it really take us back. It piqued my interest because it's. The story is about um, the tragic death of Playboy Playmate Dorothy Stratton. I remember the name. One of the things that was completely skipped over in the Fosse Verdon miniseries on FX starring the amazing Michelle Williams as uh, Gwen Verdon and uh, what's his name? Fosse, Bob Rockwell. Fosse. Yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell yeah. is Bob Fosse. They completed the last movie that Fosse did was Star 80. I didn't know he was the one who directed or did he write he it? He directed it. It was adapted from a story that was written about her. Dorothy so, Stratton. About Dorothy Stratton because of kind of her story. This It's a Pulitzer Prize winning Village Voice article called Death of a Playmate by Teresa Carpenter. Mm. And the film's title, Star 80, was taken by the man who is Dorothy's husband. He makes vanity plates because he's her manager. And he we'll get to the rest of that story, but Bob Fosse um, was the last... I mean, this was his last movie. And apparently... With starring Mariel, Mariel Hemingway and Eric Roberts. Both who have been in our studio. And we've talked to both of them That's about true. It. You're mm-hmm. right. And Eric Roberts was widely perfa- per, uh, praised for his performance. And Bob Fosse, I guess, was just like a wreck on the set of this. And Dorothy Stratton kind of had this Cinderella story. And there was another miniseries that was made starring Jamie Lee Curtis oh, as no. Dorothy Stratton. Okay. And... Um, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post called Star 80 Bob Fosse's latest stylish stinker. Because one of the things we sort of see, remember how manic he gets oh about directing and doing this? He was just pushing himself at well, every... drugs, 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 all, drugs, All the too. time. Yes. So um, anyway, so this is uh, just the story about the woman who is the inspiration of this. And her name is Dorothy Stratton. GMA, of course, we're getting it from ABC because there is a 2020 on this uh, woman. Dorothy Stratton, Playboy Playmate, actress, a living fantasy for millions of men in 1980. Dorothy Stratton, in many ways, was almost like a fantasy of what the Playboy reader or the Playboy fan would want. She just was a sweet, effervescent angel. When the Canadian beauty was still in high school, Paul Snyder, a local pimp and small-time promoter, approached her while she was working at the Dairy Queen in Vancouver. Paul Snyder was a predator. You think of him and you think of a wolf. So he sees a sexy girl at Dairy Queen. Hmm. Hmm. What can happen for me through her is of interest to me. So this is this this uh, Snyder, you know, mm-hmm. and their whole story is, you know, shown in this like Star 80, but it was so written about at the time. And there were so many uh, articles because, of course, Dorothy Stratton falls in love with Peter Bogdanovich, yes. the director. Yes. I think we get into that maybe in this next one. 
Snyder and Stratton start dating, and he convinces Dorothy to pose nude for Playboy submission photos. Playboy had a big playmate hunt, looking for the 25th anniversary playmate. Dorothy was one of the runners-up. I worked for Playboy for 43 years. It was pretty easy to know if a girl was going to fake it or not. After catching the eye of iconic mogul Hugh Hefner, she was crowned 1980 Playmate of the Year, earning all of the perks that came with it. I got a $65,000 Russian fur sable coat. Oh, I didn't see that one here. A, a $26,000 Jaguar and mm -hmm. a $25,000 check. And started landing movie and television roles, but not before marrying Snyder. He pushed her to marry him. She, I don't think, really wanted to. She felt that she owed him that, so she just kept hoping for the best. She was the meal ticket, but he was afraid that he could lose her, which he did. As Stratton's star rose, a big-time movie director, Peter Bogdanovich, also became infatuated with her and cast her in one of his movies. Compared to Paul, Bogdanovich was a prince. <laughs> when you're comparing filet mignon to hot dog on a stick, there's That's a big difference. Between her newfound success and love affair with Bogdanovich, Dorothy decided to separate from Snyder. So she drove to his house and uh, met with him there. She never felt that there was any danger in, in anything with Paul Snyder. And then, bang, she was murdered. Now, after killing Stratton, Snyder turned the gun on himself. Her life and death have inspired countless books and movies, including Bob Fosse's classic film, Star 80. And, you know, I don't know how the movie would I hold mean, up at the time. I mean, right? It's Ebert, Siskel and Ebert liked the movie. Star 80. And Star Rotten 80. Tomatoes today yeah. says it's 83%. I hated that movie. I remember <laughs> seeing it. I hated it. And it might have been, too, because it was, was so, so disturbing. And I was so young and we when were I so saw young, it. Kind of like the same age. Yeah. But Gene Siskel put it on his uh, top 10 list, best movies really? of 1983. Wow. <laughs> Even though he said the movie is unpleasant to watch, he mm. acknowledged that. The Eric Roberts character playing her husband Snyder. slash murderer right. was so disturbing. He was so gross in that movie. Roger Ebert called it an important movie because it was yeah, a right. big screen movie about the depiction of somebody who was verbally and emotionally Abuse? abusive. Okay. Yeah. And that you had that hadn't really been anything we'd seen on the big screen. Right. And, uh, you know, just to tell you the Peter Bodanovich, the movie that he cast her in was They All Laughed. It was in 1981. And it's the synopsis of the story is an American hustler. No, excuse me. He was trying to pay homage and make fun of 1930s musicals. Oh, okay. It starred Audrey Hepburn. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it starred Audrey Hepburn, Ben Ger Garzea, Gazzara, Gazzara yeah. Patty Hansen, mm -hmm. John Ritter. Dorothy. Dorothy Stratton, okay. and that's the last of the big names we know. But she, it's it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, and also, um, yeah, she was. I mean, she was just beautiful, and it was like what, a huge tragic story. And I just remember that that was just like a big. For, there were just a lot of stories about it, and it was controversial when they made the movie, um, because. Uh, her her family wasn't happy. I remember that. I remember that, movie that. And Roger Ebert felt that Eric Roberts should have been nominated 
for an Oscar for his work for Star 80, but because he played such an unpleasant, awful, awful, awful man. character, he didn't. And, you know, he's just said Hollywood will not nominate an actor for playing a creep no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think they have probably. That's changed. That's changed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was just kind of interesting. And the guy who said that Peter Bogdanovich was uh, filet mignon compared yeah. to the hot dog, that is Max Bayer. We. And he is Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. I have no idea why was he weighing in on Dorothy no, Stratton. No, no. Somebody would have to Google that. Right. And <laughs> that wasn't me who did that. But no, I remember looking at it, I go, Max Bayer, B-A-E-R. Is mm-hmm. he not Jethro? Yes, he certainly was. Um, so Snyder hired, after she moved in with Peter Bogdanovich, yeah. hired a private eye to find out what she was doing and then he when he found her he raped her oh my and gosh. then shot her in the face oh my with gosh. a 12 gauge shotgun and <sighs> then turned it on himself mm-hmm. yeah it was just it's it's two hours tonight laurie the two hour it's gonna then, be on for two hours tonight yeah i know Ugh. but just kind of like uh remember this movie and looking back at the abuse and you know being discovered he was nine years older than her at a dairy queen and then it very you know several years later however long when pamela anderson is discovered you know at a hockey game and vancouver and just the you know this this is what hefner was always looking for mm-hmm. max Bayer was one of Paul Snyder's friends. So that's the connection. And he speaks of Dorothy. He said she didn't believe that everybody lied and all the liars came to Los Angeles. Oh. And he's the one who called his friend a hot dog compared to the Philly Manu. So, all right. So that was the connection. All right. Well, Donnie, Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Sure. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Joy, are we ready for a tornado drama? I mean, Helen Hunt is okay yesterday. She flipped over in her SUV. Twister we had Twister. before. I even went to the... Um, and as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I went, to, I went to the Twister. I was, I think, Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. When we went down there, we went through the Twister thing. Was that it was, fun? Yes. Yeah. It really was. Anyway, I she's... I love that movie with Bill... Yeah, she's fine with Bill Paxton. Paxton and Helen Hunt. I love that movie. Well, the guy, so the car flipped over and the people who ran to help her took her out of the back seat. And then after she was in an ambulance and everything, they they were like, do you know who that was? And he's like, I had no idea. It's a person who needed help. Yeah, good. Well, we're getting another tornado movie, this time with Ben Affleck, in case you're wondering. He really, yeah. Here's the story. Let's see if you like it. I'm so excited. <laughs> called it's based on a novel called okay. Falling to Earth. So that you know, Kate so, Southwood wrote it. Sounds like space is involved. No, no, the book <laughs> was published just uh six years ago. It's set in a small town in Illinois and it starts on in on a day in 1925 it's just like any other day julia 1925 a day like any other day it doesn't end like the rest however due to a sudden tragedy when this small town is hit by the worst tornado in u.s history and everybody is dead everything is destroyed one guy and his family who end the day with everything they had at the beginning their home business and children Okay. They're the only ones who have their house, I guess, their business. Okay. It okay. Sounds a little weird. And it's well, called Falling to Earth because when I look it up, the book that came out in 2012. 2013. Oh, then this isn't the right one. Uh, the ladies, the author's name is Kate Southwood. 
Okay. So he's attached to star to stars and um of course it's not a true story, but you know, it's like anyway. The debut Four stars. Yeah, on- it's a debut novel. And um they they have to figure out how could they be the only one exempt from the terrible misfortune and as the town begins to recover, the family miscalculates the growing Hostility oh, around them okay. with tragic results. Nothing happened it. to them, and yeah, everything happened to everyone else. Everybody. Oh, okay. So it sounds like a good book. Yeah, I, the falling to earth. You know, nothing to do with space. Tornado drama, Julia. Big themes are chance, fate, loyalty, revenge, guilt, jealousy. There you go. Anyway. And it's it's inspired by the 1925 Tri- oh, it was inspired by a real thing. Tornado, the worst in U.S. history. Do we want to read that book? Put it on, like, we could get it? At- no. No? All right. Nothing. I've got too many in the queue. Okay, listen, when we come back, we're going to do some Hollywood speaking. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, Julia, let me just do a little setup for this one. When... Channum and Jenna Dewan announced they were done of nine years of marriage. Yes. They both released the same no drama statement about their split, saying absolutely nothing had changed about how much they loved each other, but they just weren't going to be married anymore. They're going to raise their daughter yeah. jointly. Their hearts might not have changed, but their mouths had decided to stop talking to each other because Jenna <laughs> has revealed in her new book, Gracefully Yours, that she found out about Channum and Jesse J the same way we all did on the internet. Is she whining? Online. Is she whining about this? What did uh, she yeah. say? She what said, she say? I was in a state of shock. One, or, okay, no, here we go. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I was in a state of shock. Um, she tells this with E News. The okay. rumor mill was churning out story after story. Okay. Remember, the stories were that he'd been cheating and stepping out on her. Right. Okay. And that they had been separated for longer. Right. So, and she okay. said, there were many times I hid under the covers wondering what was next. That pain hit me with the tumbling av- avalanche. I was overcome with fear and sadness. It took many moments of sitting alone with my grief to force me into surrendering to my roller coaster of. Uh, situation. So it was the rumor mill and the endless tabloid stories about all the partying and flirting. Just to bring you back. Okay. Because you and I never, we were like sad that they broke up. But never. But we didn't pay attention no, to like all No, because they stuff. sounded so amicable about everything. Yeah, then there was a rumor, remember, their marriage had been done for a while. Right, and that he has, you know, wanted more babies and blah, blah, blah. There were tons of rumors. Yeah. yeah. Well, the story she couldn't hide from six months after they split up, the rumors were going that Chanum and Jesse J were getting it on. Okay, so here she's writes in her book. There I was on a plane alone finding out about his new relationship. I felt blindsided. Choosing grace as I learned everything about my personal situation along with the rest of the world was really difficult. It was quite a challenge to remain graceful. Um, that's when your real character comes out. Okay, can I How talk? do I choose grace in the moment? I definitely wouldn't have handled this news very gracefully if I hadn't thought about what do I want my daughter to read down the road. Okay. She was blind. Okay, let me just sided. tell you something. I don't know that Bill sent me a memo, text, or a phone call when he met, you know, his girlfriend. Yeah. 
I don't know that I did to him. Yeah. This is called the divorce. Yes. Um, you don't send out, you know, PSAs yeah. or you don't tell tell your mom I'm dating someone and I'm in love with someone else. Julia, this, she's was I don't, clearly p- very pissed well, what that was, he did not give her the heads up when she describes it as blindsided. I don't know that anyone should have to give the significant other, er, the old significant other a heads up. Yeah, Should you? Then do she do writes, you think it's courteous if you're a celebrity? Do you know how many times I've wanted to go online and write exactly what's on my mind? Thousands. Here's what I think is really happening. She's doing her no, diary no, out no, loud. No. Chanum was banging. Jesse J was the side chick in oh, their you marriage. Think so? I don't yes. think that. Yes. If you go back, I bet if Holly or somebody went back to Crazy Days and Nights, there would have been a rumor that Chanum was with Jesse J. He always denied it to her. She, and then she comes to find out it's true. They wait the respectful six months because you're right. There's no, there's no, there's rules. no, there's uh, no etiquette involved. Etiquette of just trying to be courteous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I take it to mean because I think she was blindsided because I think he always denied. Nah, nothing is happening with yeah. Jesse J. There were rumors about him, and well, she was the woman. Okay, well then she should have said that. Well, she doesn't want to even say it well, now. Then why is she even saying this? Because she has it feels, a book. It feels irrelevant to me. She has a book. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being sensitive because I'm not a celebrity and don't have to watch things and read things in tabloids. Well, about a significant other. Just you know, because maybe part of it was that he had said to her, "Listen, my PR strategist says don't say anything." You know, it's like no one wants to be the pity wife or the right. pity partner because I, the I stories were strongly to this though the stories were about him and she just said nothing and i think he denied that he was having, all right so that's your theory that's my, my theory about it when it. i read the headline i'm like why are you whining about this well you have to know the context yeah of, i guess uh your made-up context no it isn't made-up context that that the rumor mill about chanham Having a magical time with his mic all over Hollywood Town were true. You don't know that for sure, Ray. Julia. You do though, because you are more. She's Chandra. telling us she was blindsided. Jenna believed him. Okay, Jenna believed him. Boy, you're better at this game than I am. Sometimes I am. I don't know. My I don't aunt, know. My Jenna <laughs> believed him, Julia. She yeah. called me, but she did it really well. Like the way Ashton Kutcher, the way he handled the Demi. I like how she's handling it in her book. Okay. You know, that's a good way of writing about it without saying anything bad. Sure, if you have to. Unless you have someone like me who's helping you see the bad. Thank you. (laughs) Or me that is saying... Opening your eyes to all the ways... something else that we care about. That people are behaving badly. Well, how would you like to to Hollywood speak this? Justin Timberlake, here's the quote. In so many ways, his wife has changed him. So many. Well, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give him. Um, it's like once you find that person, it's like a baptism where you're like, I can't go back. You know what I mean? Well, he cheated on her and <laughs> left her for a while. He's forgetting that we all know that. But you, so he shouldn't say I can't go back. But what he should say is, I'm crazy for my wife. I love our life together. Why not just say that? The, ch- the having Silas, our four year old son, completely changed our life. 
You hate I will him. not be shocked when these two break up. Uh, you Let's hate him so that. much. No, it's no, so- it's not that. But I will not be. How many ways? How many ways can you kiss your husband's ass? I mean, that gets that can't work all the time forever. Move on as a strategy. As a strategy, Lori. Hi, Lori. Honest to God, okay. she has the deep throat does. to it's Hollywood good. today, uh, and good. we are not seeing yeah. the true meaning of yeah, anything. How about it's this one? Felicity Huffman reportedly will not take Aunt Becky's calls. <laughs> okay, that's hysterical. Now, that's funny. Schreiber, Lori Laughlin is reaching out to her famous fellow criminal actress friend, Felicity. Uh, just to set up a girls' lunch at the country club to just find out how, how it all goes down. Right. Oh, please. Um, please. Is this made up? No. no. A source tells people <laughs> Laughlin wanted to encourage Felicity and see how she was doing. She feels like their fates are tied together now, even though they weren't really friends before. Why didn't she this send is, her a note way back when? But this is Lori Laughlin's people, and people is printing it. I can't. Oh. I bet Felicity is just. There's Serious. no way she's taking her phone call now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Lori is using a rep to set up a story oh. in People Magazine this week? Yeah. Isn't that bad? To benefit her, not Felicity. Yeah, no, yeah. it's Lori <laughs> is, is cooperating <laughs> with people. Yeah, So yeah. bad. So not taking that call. When is that court case starting with Lori Laughlin? Next oh. year. Oh, yeah, next geez. year. Yeah. All right, listen, we'll be back, peeps.